Chelsea. This woman is a disgrace. Hey guys, welcome to Chelsea Disgrace Podcast, where I talk about my life and all the disgraceful things about it, which actually leads me directly into today's topic, which is things that make me uncool which there are about like 6,000 of them but I'll try to narrow it down to just a couple because I can't sit here for that long or my ass will get like really sweaty and gross and smelly and uncomfortable so nothing was more uncool than the time I bought weed for the first time Now, I'm not a frequent pot smoker, and when I do smoke it, it's usually because there's a doobie being passed around, and I accidentally entered rotation because I thought we were starting up a game of hacky sack, which I now realize is also not a very cool thing anymore, unfortunately. Uh, It used to be that if ever I felt like having some pot of my own, I would just get someone to like get it for me because I had no idea who to ask or how the sizes worked like uh yes um i will take one medium-sized marijuana with a side of papers please like i had no idea what i was doing and i was also very confused by all the hip terms all like the cool stoners used like roach clips and i'm a pretty visual person so i just imagined like a fleet of cockroaches wearing like really cute bows in their hair and the word pinner which i thought maybe was like a joint that looked like so well rolled that you took a picture of it and pinned it on pinterest but apparently it's just a slang word for like a really tiny joint and then once I asked someone what I'm supposed to ask for, like from the weed salesman, and they told me like, oh, just ask for a 20 sack. And I'm thinking like, that's 20 rolled joints placed into a brown paper bag, which then had me thinking how great it would be to have a 20 sack of cheeseburgers. And then I realized that I probably can't afford to have both a 20 sack of joints and a 20 sack of cheeseburgers so i would have to choose one except for the fact that if i chose the cheeseburgers there's like no way i could eat them all without smoking 20 joints first but if i chose the weed then after i smoked it all i'd be thinking where can i acquire 20 cheeseburgers so the whole thing was just like super unfair but anyway, I've started to enjoy just hitting the devil's lettuce once in a blue moon to help aid in relieving my anxiety and to help me sleep at night and to have some like wicked ass dreams. So I asked the person I normally go to uh, to help me locate some ganja, and he told me that I had to grow up and I have to be a big girl now and I have to take some responsibility by finding my own weed dealer. So I asked around uh, about who to purchase from because I wanted to weigh my options. I mean, like, I've watched Pineapple Express before, so I figured there was probably a high possibility that my weed supplier and I were 
would become like great friends and probably go on some like epic road adventures together. So I wanted to make sure I picked someone who I could really get along with. So after taking into consideration many impressive candidates, I chose to go with a girl that my friend recommended. So I chose her because she was the only girl weed dealer I knew, which was pretty cool because I really respect women who work hard in like a male-dominated profession. And I felt that I should support this lady pioneer in her endeavors by becoming a loyal customer. Also, my friend told me that she loves butterflies, so I figured that this chick was probably just a harmless hippie and there would be, like, no risk in me getting all caught up in, like, a dangerous drug ring and be forced to do dirty work for the cartel, like, kill people or schedule meetings for them because I'm really bad at keeping my own schedule straight and I really hate for the cartel to miss, like, a really important meeting with a potential new client, all because of my lack of organization and like basic talking on the phone skills. So with that being said, I had my dealer all picked out, but now it was time to contact her with the good news. And I was super nervous because I had like no idea how to approach a drug dealer. So I wasn't sure if I should use the term like marijuana or weed because like what if detectives were somehow monitoring her cell phone because they suspected her of owning and operating a grow up and have been like secretly investigating her for months by creating tiny camera drones that look like butterflies and setting them free in her backyard. I didn't want to be the one to crack the case wide open, so I sent her a text that was discreet but not too hard to decode. It said something like, Hey, this is Chels. My friend gave me your number. I was curious if you were available sometime this week for me to come pick up some stuff. I figured the word stuff was pretty straightforward unless she sold like other stuff on the side of her like weed business like handwoven Afghan blankets or little cozies for your coffee cups. I was so naive when it came to purchasing weed that if I went to her place thinking I was getting a 20 sack of joints and she hands me like a knitted Afghan, I'd probably just think it was customary like the weed would be wrapped in a blanket in order to mask its true identity which is really clever and also really nice because a free hand woven Afghan with purchase of a 20 sack of joints is a pretty good buying incentive, a strong marketing strategy, and just like an all-around good customer service, right? So then she messages, uh, messages me back saying like, yeah, sure, how much do you want? And I told her a 20 sack upon eventually realizing that a 20 sack is actually a Ziploc bag filled with $20 worth of pot and not a brown paper bag filled up with 20 joints. So she gives me her address and says to come on by and walk to the backyard, which I'm guessing is pretty standard because I'm sure it would be suspicious to the neighbors and the undercover detectives if people kept coming up to the chick's door, giving her like a slick handshake and leaving directly after that. 
So the time came when it was time to go get the stuff, and I was such a baby about it that I brought a friend with me because I was way too scared to go on my own. So I'm pulling into her driveway, and another couple in the car was pulling out, and I figured it was probably a good sign, seeing as she had other customers. It's sort of like when you go on vacation, and you know a restaurant is good if you see like locals eating at it. So I was pretty stoked about that. So then I'm sitting in the car and I'm with my friend and I'm all really nervous and I'm just asking questions like, am I required to make small talk with her? If so, what do I talk about? Is it inappropriate to ask her how business is going? Like, should I ask her if she's been followed by any weird looking butterflies? And how exactly does the transition go down? Like, do we hug it out? And I discreetly slip a 20 into her back pocket while she puts some like chronic into mine? Or should I actually expect it to be wrapped in a hand-woven afghan blanket also like am i supposed to send her a follow-up message to let her know my rate of satisfaction after trying to buy her product i don't know i wondered if she had like some sort of membership card where i get a free doobie for every 10th purchase like if i was a weed dealer i would for sure have like added incentives like that maybe like half off doobies on your birthday or something like perhaps a bogo day or a clearance rack for the batch of weed that didn't turn out as potent as I would have liked so anyway when the time came to actually go up to our backyard I chickened out and so did my friend and we ended up not getting any weed that day So I stuck to my original plan and I uh, asked my friend if I could borrow some of his because I was way too scared to talk to strangers. And he's like, yeah, for sure, just uh, bring some papers by. And I realized that I didn't have any papers to roll weed with. And I didn't know where the hell to even buy papers. And my first thought was like Staples. I mean, Staples has hundreds of different kind of papers. So I figured perhaps rolling papers might be one of them but then my brother informed me that I needed to head to a corner store and ask the attendant for them upon asking my brother what the hell do I do where do I find rolling papers so I was terrified it took enough courage just to drive to this like sweet young lady's house who likes butterflies then chicken out and then drive away but now I had to go to a corner store and ask for rolling papers like I figure the best way would probably be to just grab a bunch of random items like chocolate bars and Gatorade and just throw them on the counter then just casually be like oh yeah and like can I get a pack of like rolling papers as well I mean like might, might as well while, while I'm here in the neighborhood, right? I mean, it's not like not like I need them. It's not a necessity. I just figured it would be just nice to have them around the house, just just in case, just in case I need to write like really tiny notes or something. You know, know what I mean? So I got the papers and I went over to a friend's house and he was like, oh, "Okay, like roll it up." And I'm like, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. So I YouTubed a video on how to roll a joint, except that I couldn't figure out how to get my mini fold-up scissors to unfold. So I had to YouTube a video of that first, and after about 20 minutes of struggling, I finally figured out how to use them. Then I tried rolling it, but it ended up looking like the dick of a like small, impotent ghost. It was looser than me on spring break. So I decided to unroll it and give 
give it another go, but by my seventh attempt, it still looked insanely pathetic. So I just gave up, and I was like, well, why don't we just use a pipe? Then I realized I don't know how to use a pipe, and I didn't have a lighter, and he didn't have a lighter. So I'm like, well, we could go to the store and get a lighter, but then it's like, well, then I have to go back to the store where I bought the rolling papers and get a lighter, and this guy would probably just think I was just such an idiot. So long story short, I didn't end up smoking. So, moving on, another time I was super uncool was the time I tried learning to ride a longboard. And I'm not too sure what I was thinking because I can barely ride an elevator without falling down, let alone a giant wobbly board down a cement road. But I was going through a phase where I just wanted to expand my hobbies roster and just try something new that I never thought I could do before. So I bought a longboard and decided to put wiener dog and sea lion stickers all over it to make it seem like a little less threatening to me. Um, it didn't work though because I set it down on my living room carpet and stepped on it just to get a feel for the board and the thing just went flying under my feet and I fell on my flat white ass. So needless to say, I didn't expect good things when it was time to actually take it outside. So... One day, my brother offered to take me outside and attempt to teach me how to ride it. So I put on two pairs of pants with knee pads over top and a long sleeve shirt along with like a generously padded sweater and then elbow pads on top. And then I threw on some wrist guards and a helmet just to be safe. So I looked like I was wearing like a really shitty transformer costume and for some reason I still felt like I was in mortal danger and was kicking myself for not getting the matching mouth guard. So we go outside and we decide to test it out on the street where all the neighbors were watching and probably wondering when my brother started volunteering at Community Living. And I stepped on the board and my brother held my hand and pushed me around on it. I thought, well, like, oh, this isn't so bad. And then I found out that longboarding isn't actually a two-man sport. And I actually had to move this thing around on my own. So I attempted it, but just like the living room floor, I fell on my ass and the board went cruising down the street on its own. So I decided it was probably um, in everyone's best interest if I just gave up on longboarding forever and continued on with my original new hobby of drinking a glass of red wine a day while taking a three-hour bath and listening to Enya. But my brother wouldn't let me give up because he figured the neighbors weren't judging me for my terrible get-up and my shitty boarding skills but were probably critiquing him on his teaching methods. So eventually I learned how to stay on the board for like five whole seconds in a row all the while fearing for my life and regretting my lack of shin pads the whole time, but nonetheless, five whole seconds. And my boyfriend is like good at everything in the entire world, and longboarding is one of them. So he tried teaching me again one day, but it was so horribly embarrassing that I just decided to distract him with like sexy vagina time instead, which seemed to have worked for now, but I'm sure the matter of me sucking at longboarding will be revisited sometime in the near future. So apparently another thing that makes me super uncool is my car. 
every boyfriend I've ever had, which isn't many, but still, uh, refused to drive it. And if they could at all avoid being a passenger in it, they would do so as well. And just to be clear, it has nothing to do with the make or the model of my car because I drive a rusty Oldsmobile, which is insanely cool and you know it, but more so the fact that I've decorated it with about 10 wiener dog stickers on the back and a bunch of sea lion stuff on the inside, which I guess is not very cool. I have no idea why. Some of my best stickers include one of a dash hound that says, My Docs Rocks, and one of a stick family being eaten by a wiener dog that says, My Dash Hound Ate Your Stick Family, which I thought was rather funny because I hate when people put stick families on their car because when it's parked in a driveway, it's basically just advertising to, like, rapists how many children you have inside your house. Like, yes, I have a daughter that is a ballerina and a son that plays hockey, two cats, and a Jesus fish. Like, come on in. Take your pick, kind rapist, sir. I don't know. I think my wiener dog stickers are adorable. And it also aids in me helping to find my car in a crowded parking lot and prevents car thieves from wanting to steal it. So, clearly... I was just thinking ahead. I can also be pretty uncool in social situations as well. I find that I can be one of two ways. Either I walk into a social setting and I just completely rock the shit out of it. Like I'll be telling funny stories and people will be laughing and chanting my name. They just can't get enough of me. Or I'll be so painfully awkward and say something completely fucked up that people just wish I would just leave because they just feel such intense secondhand embarrassment for me and it's making them very uncomfortable. Sometimes I wish that if I know I have a social gathering coming up where I need to converse with people that I could get like a complete list of all the people who will be there. Then I could do like an extensive research on all these people and figure out their likes and their dislikes so I could prepare like a few jokes or a few icebreakers in order to fit in. Uh, like uh, Just over a month ago, I performed in the Border City Comedy Festival finale, which I was completely unprepared for. I had only performed stand-up comedy like a handful of times before that, and here I was walking into this giant theater performing alongside like well-established, well-practiced comedians who have been doing this for years, all of which were men. So I walk into the green room where all the comedians are already sitting and they just all stare at me like, who the hell are you? Like, what are you doing here? And I had no idea what to say. So I just go, wow, what a sausage fest, huh? Huh? Sausage fest? Get it? And they just all like stared at me in complete silence and I felt like if the ground didn't open up soon and swallow me whole that I should probably just voluntarily leave right now because they can clearly see that I did not belong there. So another thing that I wish I was good at but definitely am not is playing pool. I think that uh, if I was good at playing pool, I would gain at least 75 more cool points, which would put me at like 80 cool points. Like being good at playing pool would just be so sexy on a date. I wish like I could wear like a low cut top so that when I bent over to hit the balls, my boobage would be popping out like just a little bit. And I could just like subtly stroke the 
pool cue in like a sexual manner and I'd make lots of like funny jokes about balls and I'd drink beer and whiskey and I could pretend to be like really bad at the first game all like sipping on a fruity cocktail all like oh man like I'm just the little girl I don't know what I'm doing like what's this triangle thing I don't know and then the guy would all be like oh like how cute is that then when the second game rolls around I'll pull out some like crazy sort of shot where I use mathematics of angles where I can sink like three balls in one shot and then I'll look up at my date and just be like so I may have hustled you a little bit and then I'll wink at him and then I'll holler over at the bartender like hey Jim grab me a pint of my usual will ya and my date will think I'm just like the coolest fucking person to ever exist so like I really like this to be a reality so I had my dad try and teach me to play which went well ish at first but we usually just ended up getting drunk and eating chicken wings then one time I almost beat my dad, and I'm guessing he just started to think I was a lost cause, so he probably just let me win to make me feel better, but I was, like, super stoked about it, thinking I'm ready to go on this super hot, cool pool date, except that I quickly realized I was really, really bad at it still, and the only thing worse than playing against someone who is really good at pool is playing against someone who is just equally as bad as you. Because that one game of pool lasted for what seemed like two hours. And normally I would have just resorted to like giving up and just using my arms to roll all the balls in the holes and then just like banging him on the pool table. But a bunch of my work friends were also at the bar as well. And I feel like the aftermath of them watching me bang my date on a pool table would be like really awkward. And I'm not good at awkward situations. So I practiced a bit more with my good old dad and a couple of months ago uh, my boyfriend took me to play pool and I'm thinking I'm going to do it. It's going to be good. It's going to be fine. And it actually resulted in our first and only ever fight because he excels at everything he does and then there's me who after 27 years of trying new hobbies is still looking for something she's half decent at. So, he has one ball left on the table, and I have, like, 45000 and he says, like, come on, babe, like, I'm not even trying right now, you can do this, and he definitely meant it in a nice way, and was trying to encourage me, but I was drunk and embarrassed, so what I heard was, you suck, babe, I could have my arms replaced with rubber hoses and still beat ya, and I got, like, really, really crabby, really really fast and was certainly not afraid to tell him how shitty that made me feel and I blew it way out of proportion and then some random girl came up to me and she told me like oh hey I love your dress and I look over at my boyfriend and I'm just like see that's how you make someone feel good about themselves and I immediately realized how cunty that sounded and I felt really bad and then I thought back to my original version of me being this really cool pool hall chick and realized that it was just too unrealistic and I should probably just get a new hobby like longboarding yeah longboarding looks easy 
So sometimes I wish I was more like suave with words sometimes or like good at at least one sport. But I do give myself props for at least trying new things. And I've been told that my lack of coolness in certain situations is actually rather adorable and humbling. And I'm pretty sure that both adorable and humbling are rather cool things to be. So I think I'll be just fine. So that's all I got for you this episode. So be sure to follow me on Instagram at Chelsea Disgrace or drop me a line at Chelsea Disgrace at gmail.com. And remember that I'm here to make you feel better about yourself one Chelsea Grace problem at a time. Take care. I'm awesome. No, you're not, dude. Don't lie. I'm awesome. I'm driving around in my mom's ride. I'm awesome. A quarter of my life gone by, and I met all my friends online. Motherfucker, I'm awesome. I will run away from a brawl. I'm awesome.